This is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, episode number 94. Dan asks, how do I find God's vision for my ministry? Let's talk about it. Here we go. Welcome to the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level. Whether you need a complete overhaul or simply need some leadership advice, you've come to the right place. And now, your host and coach, Todd Stalker. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, a show that is dedicated to helping you take your life and your leadership to the next level. I am Todd Stalker, back from a very interesting week. If you've been following my podcast, you know that my podcast comes out every Monday, except for last week. Last week was strange. If you've been watching the news, last week on Monday, my neck of the woods up here in Minnesota just got dumped on with snow. I think it, 12 inches out of the airport here, 15, 16 inches on the outlying areas. It was just crazy. So I had gone to Seattle the weekend before and had a great time with some friends, ended up in Spokane with them, and then went to the airport to try and get on a flight and every flight was canceled. So spent several uh, days extra in Spokane, but that was okay. I was hanging out with some really, really good friends, um, but didn't get to the podcast because all my gear was back here in Minnesota. So instead of doing a half week one, I just decided I'll just wait until the next week. And I understand that hopefully you understand. So Again, this is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, and I am so glad to be with you. Hey, I've heard a lot of great comments from you that I'm back on the air after a hiatus of about eight months, uh, So ever since May of last year. So just started it up again as of the first of the year, and it is just my joy and, and privilege to add value to you. So, hey, I'd love to hear from you, too. If you uh, want to Drop me a line at Todd at ChristianLeadersCoaching.com. That's my email address. You can just pop right, uh, pop an email over to me and just let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you have any questions that I can answer, like the question I'm answering today from Dan. Uh, and uh, Or just you know, give me some feedback. Give me some comments. Maybe you don't like the intro. Maybe the intro is too long. Or maybe you want uh, a quote of the day, which I'm actually going to give you today. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to have you go over to iTunes, too, and, and give me a rating and review for the podcast. Um, and, and if you do, I'll give you, I'll send you a, a free PDF of my latest book called Anchored, Finding Stability in a World Gone Adrift. So pretty popular book. I'm pretty pretty proud of it. So uh, go ahead and go over to iTunes, and um, that would be awesome. So a quick shout out, I, I went back through my stats and uh, it's really interesting to pull up stats on a podcast because you realize the kind of reach that you have. And if, you ha- if you're thinking about start- starting a podcast, send me a note because I'd, I'd love to guide you to where the, the free tutorial that I use to get this podcast up and running. Uh, and, but just send me a note. I'd love to be praying for you on that. So a couple shout-outs to some some cities. I went through to see where the cities were that were listening to my podcast the most, and cities like San Francisco, Ashburn, Virginia, Mountain View, California, Newburyport, Massachusetts, 
Indonesia, Sumarang. That's interesting. Boynton, Virginia, San Jose, Chicago, St. Paul, Minnesota, obviously. So shout out to you guys listening in those different cities. Thumbs up right now. I'm giving you a thumbs up. You can't see it, but I am. <laughs> so before we dive into the meat or the content of the podcast, I want to thank our podcast partner. And if you've been listening, you know that our podcast partner, For this podcast is audible.com. Audible is the one-stop shopping for all of your audiobooks and resources. So they have over 180,000 books that you could just download for a monthly service, but I want to give you a full week or a full month, not a full week, but a free 30-day trial, which would include three audiobooks. So just go to Christian Leaders, just type this in your browser, christianleaderscoaching.com slash audible, and that'll take you right to Audible and they can get you started with uh, that free free uh, free trial. Well, our quote for today comes from Hem- Henry David Thoreau, who, prolific writer, very interesting character. Uh, he wrote this, It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. Let me say that again. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. You know, in Greek, there are two different words that talk about uh, the the act of looking one is blepo and one is oraho and um, you know honestly I I should probably look it up but one of them means just to to see you know to look at but then the other one is a deeper word in the Bible that says to perceive and to see and I think that's what Henry is getting at doesn't it you know it's not what you look at but it's what you see so so often in life you go through situations and events and and uh, circumstances that you kind of blast through but when you stop and take the time to really ask the question what does this mean then you're going to find some deeper meaning in your life well on this episode we're going to talk about a question i got from dan and dan is a pastor that i know he was part of my coaching group this last year uh and and he's a pastor in a mission planting situation and and if you're one of those you're going to really hopefully gain some benefit from this podcast uh, as a former former mission plant person i know exactly the joys and the struggles that you're going through dan and uh, as we talked on our our coaching call uh, i want to answer that question that you asked uh, how do i find vision for my church so that's a great question dan vision for ministry well a couple of thoughts on how do you find vision for ministry for your church or even if you're in the business world and you're not in a church you could probably take some of these principles too that i'm going to talk about um the first one is this and and again this will be geared mainly toward ministry folks christian leaders p- people who are in church work uh, remember there's a difference between church work and ministry if you call yourself a, a jesus follower you're in ministry no matter where you are some of us happen to work at a church so that's the difference i i make that clarification often Church, for those of you who are church workers, let's talk about finding some sort of vision for your ministry. And it might not be for a total church. It could be just for your youth ministry or for your quilting ministry or for your care ministry. So how do you find that vision? Well, the first thing is this, a couple of clarifying things. Make sure you're the one to bring the vision to the church, meaning make sure that's part of what you're called to do. I know that sounds weird, especially of those of you who are not in church work, and especially if you're thinking that the pastor is the one who brings the vision to the church. Not necessarily. 
there are a lot of churches that I know of personally that have uh, that that the board of directors or whatever elder group and the church is the one who seeks God's vision and then the pa- and then it's given to the pastor to play out on a daily basis. Uh, a lot of uh, mainline denominations have that kind of governance and structure where uh, the, the hierarchy goes Jesus, then the congregation, then the board of directors or the leadership board, whatever that is, and then the pastor and staff are employees of the board and the congregation. And so they're just, they're, they're, they have a very important role, obviously pastors do and church leaders do, but their main function is really to manage and shepherd the ministry and not be visionary leaders. So Dan, as you're thinking about what your role is, check your constitution as your church, make sure that you are the one that is seeking and you're the one responsible for, for bringing vision to your church. And, and again, I know that sounds weird, but the, the, the other way, the, the, you know, the other way is an American model. Uh, the biblical model is really this, it's Jesus. And then he appoints shepherds, which would be the pastors of the church to bring the vision in in conjunction with the congregation. So the pastor is the one to bring, but again, you have to check with your constitution because you can get very, very frustrated if you think you're the one supposed to bring the vision and then all of a sudden the board kind of drops the hammer on you and says, nope, we're bringing the vision, you just manage it. So make sure you're the one to bring vision to the church. The other thing too is, and this is <laughs> this is actually very random, so I hope you're not taking notes. Another thing is, is remember that this is God's ministry. It, it's not your ministry. It, it's God's church. It's not your church. And so as you are seeking vision, and I'm just going to assume that you are the one that has the, the mantle of bringing a, a vision, or at least the pieces of a vision to start, to the congregation or to the, to your specific ministry. Remember that it's it's God's ministry. And so as you are processing what we what are we about? What what is the core? What is the why of why we exist as a ministry or as a church? Be in deep deep prayer, not just yourself, but be in prayer with other people. Gather people around you. Have prayer nights, vision nights, those kinds of things where you're going, God, in searching Scripture, God, what is it that your church is about? What is it that you want us to be about in terms of a vision? What does our ministry look like in the next couple of months, years, seasons, whatever you want to title it? Uh, but remember that it is God's church. It's not yours. And so seeking him, being on board with him, obviously, is is very, very, not just key, but primary. I should have had that as the first one. Okay, so again, vision for ministry. What What's the difference? Let me clarify the difference between vision and mission. Now, if you're in the business world, you, <laughs> or and purpose statements, and, and all those kinds of, of statements that you see on the wall and I can't remember who I heard it say, but you know, you see these these statements on the wall, but nothing's happening down the hall because they're just sort of statements. Uh, but let me let me clarify the difference between mission and vision as I see it, based on my twenty years experience. Mission is what you are supposed to be doing, and I I believe that every church, every Christian church, has the same mission. It's the, the great commission, if you will, from, from Jesus, Matthew 28, where he says, go, first of all, all authority has been given to me, meaning Jesus. Again, it's Jesus' church. 
So go and make disciples of all nations. So basically, our job as ministers and as Christian ministries is to make disciples of all nations. All of us have the same mission, I believe. How that plays out in the context that you are, in which you are, that's where the vision comes through. If we're supposed to make disciples of all nations, what does that look like in our context? And I can tell you, a church in down south Louisiana is going to look different from a church in upstate New York, and a church in upstate New York is going to look different from a church in in uh, the suburbs of the Twin Cities, and the vision is going to look different from in California, and because we're called to reach the people in which we are placed, okay? That's why internationally, churches have the same doctrine, the same belief that Jesus is Lord, but yet they play out in different ways. And I just, I really celebrate that. I think that's really, really cool that people are flexible enough to be conservative in doctrine, conservative conservative in the main core of the message of Jesus, but flexible in how that plays out. So again, mission is what we're all doing together as this, as the body of Christ. It's to reach reach the world for Jesus, right? It's make disciples. Vision is how it plays out in the individual, in the individual congregations. Okay. So how do you find or seek God's vision for your ministry? And again, I'm just referring back to uh, that question, Dan, that we talked about actually a couple of months ago, um, but kind of recycling it. Um, so how do we do that? Well, if you go to Google and you Google vision or, or steps to vision, there's all kinds of different articles. There, you know, 10 steps to cast the perfect vision, how to vision cast, three ways to do this, five ways to do this, that kind of thing. Honestly, I don't think there is a step-by-step process to discover God's vision for your ministry. I really don't. In my 20 years of experience across many different types of ministries, I found that there aren't really those steps in finding vision, but there are certain parts of your vision that should be included. And I believe there are four core parts of the, your vision, and whether that's in the actual statement or the description of what your vision is, I think there are four things that, a, that every church ministry should be doing, or at least having as their framework in terms of vision. And this actually comes from an article by Jeremy Roberts. Um, and what I'll do is, if you want to go to uh, christianleaderscoaching.com slash 094, that'll get you right to the show notes. And I'll put a link to Jeremy's uh, article on his blog that that kind of fleshes all of this out, but um, it's very very helpful. And by the way, just as an aside, before I talk about these four, if you want to get to any of the show notes, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com/slash the 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 number of the podcast. If you don't remember what the number of the podcast is, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com and there's a, a button that says podcast, and all the podcasts are there. You can actually even do a search on keywords there too. Okay, so. Again, I don't believe there are steps to finding God's vision, but I think that there are four, at least four things that you should have in your vision idea or vision statement or or however you want to frame it. The number one thing I believe is to reach lost people. I think biblically that just ties in with the whole mission as well, make disciples. We as a church are not in existence for ourselves. Let me say that again. Christian churches are not in existence for themselves. And Andy, Pastor Andy Sandley from North Point always talks about the, the gravitational pull of a church is always inward. We want to become a club just naturally. 
And so if you're a church leader, your calling is to push that vision out, uh, is to push your people to say, listen, it's not just about us. That's the that's easy, but we are to be a church or a ministry reaching lost people. So what does that include? Well, it may include a demographic study. It may include how many people do attend your church or, or do attend church in your area. It may include finding a a need in the community. Maybe there's a large group of um I don't know, uh, immigrants that have come into your area. Is there a way that you or you could partner with another ministry to reach these people? Okay, so part of your vision has to include reaching lost people. Okay, Uh, number two is this. When you reach them, part of your vision is to figure out a way to pastor and shepherd the people that you reach. Because it would make no sense to reach out and invite people to to get to know Jesus. And let's say they become a believer and they weren't before. They become a believer, but then there's no process or there's no vision for how do we help them grow in their faith to become more Christ-like. So you have to have some sort of system. You have to have a, a way to pastor and shepherd people that you reach. And this is the, another churchy word, and, and if you're in church work, you know this word churchy word is disciple. That's what this is all about. Go and make disciples of all nations. Okay, so we reach out for lost people. That should be included in your vision description at least. Uh, We pastor or shepherd people that we do reach. And then third is we train them. Okay, We, we train them. Ephesians 4 says the church leaders are to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And one thing, if you're a pastor, one thing I know about you, you're not a good equipper. Now, very few of us are, but generally speaking, we are not good equippers. We dive into ministry because we want to preach and teach, and then all of a sudden we have this humongous ministry that we have to run, and we're figuring, we're, we're like, I can't find the people to do it, so I'm going to do it. And, and if you do delegate, there's no training part of it, but but we as leaders, and I'm talking to myself because I am not a natural delegator. I, I've got to really be intentional about it. But as church leaders, our calling is to be equippers of the saints. What needs to be done at your church and part as part of your vision? The first thing you should ask is, who can I get on a team or who can I fi- be, find a point por- person to be uh, leading this kind of ministry? We're actually in that process right now at one of our campuses at our church is we have a wonderful uh, coordinator. Actually, we have two wonderful. Oh, we got a bunch of great coordinators, uh, but the two I'm thinking of are, are wonderful. And on the one campus, we're now t- starting to talk about, okay, what does it look like to put lead people over certain areas so we can break up the, the, the organizational structure of the, so this one person doesn't, the coordinator doesn't have all this responsibility. So we're kind of looking at that right now. Um, but in your vision, this is what my church looks like. We're going to be reaching people, and then you can get specific on what does that look like. So maybe, I'm kind of jumping around, but sorry about that. But maybe I know one church locally here, their strategy for reaching people is to do multi-site. Another is to plant churches. Another is to have ministry teams go into uh, homeless shelters. That's how they reach people for Christ. Okay, you do that, and then part of that vision should be to shepherd the people that you reach. 
And another part of a vision should include training them. What does that look like to train people that you bring in? Okay. And then uh, the last one, the fourth one that I think should be part of any vision of a church is get them to do something. Now, I, I didn't, I couldn't come up with that. That actually comes uh, from Jeremy's article, <laughs> you know, get them to do something. I couldn't think of a, a flashier phrase, but basically being involved in a ministry helps them grow, believe it or not, spiritually. It helps them grow um, in, in relationship. When I started Summit Community Church out in, in uh, the Phoenix area, and I know some of you are listening from Summit, so hello, good to see you or hear from you or whatever. But when I started Summit out there, there was one, one person, one family that had come, and they were, the, I know the, the, the wife was sort of a, a Christian, she called herself, um, but the husband really wasn't. He was kind of along for the ride, um, didn't really call himself a believer, and uh, his name was Scott. And they started coming, and they they were involved pretty quickly. They got into a small group, and they just really, really loved it. In fact, one day after the services, Scott came up to me, and he had become a believer. He was a believer. He came up to me, and he said, you know, Todd, I— I keep coming to Summit, not because of the music, which was fantastic, by the way, uh, or the preaching, which was for me an average, I think, at best. Uh, He said, but I come because I'm in relationship with other believers. He got involved. He got, Scott, he got them to do something. I have another story of uh, a guy who actually is part of my church now up here in, in the Wisconsin area or in the Twin Cities area. And the reason he actually went to that church in Arizona, now they moved up here, sorry, long story, was because one of the people that were helping set up just, he drove by and offered to help. And then the next Sunday and then the next Sunday, and then their whole family started coming to Summit and, and they just got involved. So church leader, part of your vision should be to get them involved in something. And it's not, not even necessarily serving. It could be special events you're holding. It could be a men's ministry breakfast. That's what we hold every, every April. Uh, it, it could be a, a women's event. Whatever it is, just get people involved because the more you're involved with people around you, the more God uses the people around you to grow you. Okay? So let me just recap those pretty quickly here for you. The original question for those of you who, who kind of dropped off sleeping <laughs> was Dan had asked, how do I find vision for my church? And uh, the, the, there aren't really steps to that, I don't believe, but the vision should include four things. First is reaching lost people. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Not creating a country club. It's reaching pe- lost people. Second thing is shepherding the people that you do reach, you know, pastoring them, bringing them along. Uh, taking care of them. Third is training them for works of, of ministry, you know, getting them involved in the ministry, even if it's as simple as ushering or greeting. Maybe it's it's counting the people who come to church. I don't know, whatever it is, but training them in that, getting them involved in the work of the ministry, uh, and then also getting them to do something, just to take simple steps forward in their faith, to join a small group, uh, to to participate in an event, whatever it is. Those are, I believe, are the four key things as you're casting and seeking God's vision for your ministry. One last note, too. It takes a while. It takes a long time, I believe, for you to to come up with a vision that God uh, has for your ministry. 
It isn't you wake up and that, this is what we're going to do. Um, and be, do like Proverbs says, seek the counsel of many people uh, if it is your role to, see, to, to cast the vision. And together as a group, God will really solidify not only the mission, which is to reach people, but also how that plays out in your local church. Well, Dan, again, thanks for the question that you asked a couple months ago and knowing your heart and knowing your, your passion. I know that, that God is already using you in many great ways um, and will continue to do so in the future. And for those of you who are listening, I do have three books that I want to recommend uh, in terms of vision that, that I've, uh, two I have read, one I'm in, I'm, I'm in the process of reading. Um, the key one that everybody kind of goes to that I went to as well is Visioneering by Andy Stanley. It's an older book, but he walks through, through how Nehemiah did vision casting and seeking God's vision. A very fascinating book, just the standard. So Visioneering by Andy Stanley. Uh, Church Unique is another one that talks about the uniqueness of uh, individual churches in their context. And then Courageous Leadership by Bill Hybels. He's the pastor out at um, this, the Barrington campus of Willow Creek, uh, which you know very well, I'm sure. If you go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 094, I'll have links to all of these books in there, so you just click on those links, plus the link to the article where, where I process through those four parts that every vision should have. Well, hopefully that's been helpful for you. I'd love to have you give me a rating and review in iTunes. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, if you do give me a rating and, and or a review, I'd love the review too. Uh, and it could be a negative one. That's that's fine too. If you don't like the podcast, go over and review that. That's That helps me grow as a podcaster. Uh, but go over to iTunes. And if you do give me a rating or review, I'll get, get you a free PDF uh, copy of my latest book, Anchor. You just got to let me know that you did the review. Because somebody left a review and never told me. So if that was you, <laughs> send me an email, todd at christianleaderscoaching.com. And uh, you can also join our private uh, uh, Facebook group, Christian Leaders Coaching Facebook. Just go to Christian Leaders Coaching and up in the menu, there's a, uh, a link there where you can request access to that group. So, and you can also ask questions there. I'd love to have you ask uh, questions so I'm not just kind of spouting off things that don't interest you. If you have a question about ministry, about uh, training leaders or volunteers, finding volunteers, training them, creating teams, or if you're even thinking about transitioning out of the ministry that you're currently in and you're kind of wondering what that looks like or what God has for you next, I have some resources for you, and, and just give me a, give me a, a, a shout-out on um, either the Facebook group page or that might be a little bit public. You might not want, not want to do that. Um, but just send a, a note to Todd at ChristianLeadersCoaching.com and ask me that question, and, and uh, I'll, I'll answer it on the podcast, and you can stay anonymous as well. Well, I'm thankful for you. You are why I do this podcast every week except for last week because of the snow. <laughs> I want to add value to your life. That's my personal mission statement. And I, I try and do that through some online coaching through this, pod, through this podcast. So hopefully I'm doing that for you. Again, thanks for listening. Remember, God's not done with you yet. So now is the time to live better so you can lead better. Peace. Peace.